What is the treasure that you are seeking after? The wealth you're really desiring? Now, uh, for some of us, it might be actual money, right? Actual wealth, riches. There's some of us who are thinking more of, of power. Want to be in a position of power, authority, to be able to, um, yeah, just be in that uh, commanding place. Maybe some of us are really seeking after comfort. Just want that stress-free life. Maybe we're just thinking about our sports teams and their success. What is that desire that's on your heart that you're looking for? Now, I remember a desire I didn't have uh, when I was in high school, and that was uh, going on a retreat uh, going for a weekend. I did not want to uh, spend a weekend with whatever. I didn't know what it was going to be, right, this, uh, with the church youth group. I wanted to do what I wanted in that weekend. And what I found out was when I was there, I discovered a rich, a richness, a wealth, a treasure that satisfied these deeper desires of my heart. Desires I wasn't really aware of, but I was unconsciously seeking after. And through adoration, in the prayers, in the testimony, the witness of the other teens there, I found the treasure of my relationship with God. Found that in God, I found that uh, a source of peace, right, of love, of relationship, of security. Maybe some of us are aware of those desires, those deeper desires that all of us share. Maybe they're brought to our consciousness when we're at a wedding, right? And we're of a loved one or a friend. We see the newlywed and remember, right, our own uh, relationship, our own marriage. Think, you know, it's been a while since I really had a date night with my spouse. Or maybe you're at a funeral, something more sad and of a friend or a loved one. And you remember how important it is to be connected with family. And that life has gotten busy and you haven't really um, been with them for a while. Right? These deeper desires that are there in our hearts. Um, God today wants to satisfy. In the gospel, God talks about a parable. He gives a parable about this treasure hidden in the field. And he says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Someone finds this treasure and they do everything they can to obtain it. God offers this wealth to fulfill those desires of all of our hearts. So let's take a look exactly what this parable is and what it says. God says, give this parable, and in fullness it's this. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again. And out of joy, goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Here, the parable is telling us that the kingdom of heaven is something of inestimable value. It will satisfy us and fulfill us. But sometimes, I think we might miss one of the surprising elements of the parable, or maybe we have paid attention to it and I just didn't know what to think of it, is that the person who finds a treasure uh, doesn't really act as perhaps you and I would normally act or think we would act. What do I mean? Imagine if you're walking in a field and you see like a corner of a box sticking out. You dig it, you're curious what it is, and you find this treasure, this wealth. What would be your first reaction? Um, I mean, I would be, I, I know myself, one, I'd be like, holy cow, this is, this is amazing. You know, I'd pick it up. What would I do? I'd try to figure out how much it is, how much it's worth. I would sell it. You know, I'm like, well, I do want a new drum set, you know, so 
Maybe I might invest in that. You know, I'm sure Father Matthias would love that. But, uh, right, you know, that's, you'd want to figure out how you invest it. But the person in the parable, what do they do? They find it. They hide it again. And then out of joy, goes and sells all that they have and buys the field. They don't take it, right? But instead, they sell what they already have. And they buy the field. So what is going on here? Let's take a look. One, I think the Lord is teaching us a couple of things about the kingdom of heaven. Is that one, when we encounter the riches of this wealth, which is the kingdom, we can't just steal the treasure. We can't just take the treasure and just use it for whatever we want, for our own purposes and will and desires. Rather, it is a treasure that in order to possess it, we have to give up, right, what we once held as important in life. Or to put it another way, when we find the treasure, it causes a change in perspective. What was once a priority in our life, again, maybe it's sports on Sunday, or maybe it's, uh, I don't know, I guess maybe it's your success or career. What was once important in life, now is not as important as this treasure that you found. This treasure is worth something more. But in order to obtain it, again, you can't invest um, your same amount of energy and focus in these other things as you once did. You cannot remain the same or live in the same way when you encounter this wealth of the kingdom. Instead, what happens to happen is you have to begin again, sell what you have and buy the land. Meaning now you must live a life built on new foundation. Build a life in which the treasure of, the, of this kingdom is the foundation of your life. By which you build and center all your actions, all your belief, all your behavior around. Think another thing you can see is that the person doesn't sell the riches. Because they see that the value, that this treasure has value in it of itself. That, it's, that what it is in itself is, is worth more than anything they can ever try to purchase in life. Which means then, the kingdom and the wealth of it, what it offers to us is an infinite source of richness. Now what is the, the kingdom of heaven. What is that wealth? Right? Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like this. So what is the kingdom of heaven? To explain that, you have to understand that the kingdom of heaven has multiple dimensions. Think of, uh, again, like a square, right? It's a 2D square. You also have it in three dimensions, a cube. You also have it in four dimensions. Don't ask me what that means. I just learned it in math class one time. But you'd have multiple dimensions, but it's the same object. And so the kingdom of heaven has multiple dimensions, way of understanding it. One of them is what's called a Christological dimension of the kingdom. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI uh, wrote that the kingdom of heaven, in its essence, is a person. The kingdom of heaven is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Wherever you find the will of the king, there is his kingdom. In Jesus, you find the will of the Father 
uh, acted out perfectly, right? Uh, obeyed uh, fully. In Jesus, you find the will of God because he is God himself. Therefore, in Jesus, you find the fullness of his kingdom. What does that mean then, going back to the parable? The wealth, the riches that transforms the way we live, that changes, the, um, that becomes the principle by which we order our life around, is our relationship with God. It is Jesus himself. When we find him, we leave in joy and desire to give up, again, what was once a priority in life and make it a place in its second place and build our life off a relationship with Christ. It also means that those deeper desires of our heart that we're aware of, that we're trying to seek after to fulfill, satisfy, it's found in Jesus. He is the wealth of our life. He is the true riches. In fact, the richness that will last uh, beyond our life, right? The glass into eternity, into heaven. And that deepens and is so profound, beyond our imagination. So the question for all of us then, the question I pose for you, is have you found that treasure? Have you found that wealth of relationship with our Lord Jesus? One way we know that we've really found it is the evidence of our priorities. Have our priorities shifted in life? Right? Is now everything we're determined to do is based on cultivating that relationship with God, our prayer, our going to Mass, the sacramental life? Is our concerns now aligned with what Jesus is concerned about, seeking after the lost, right? proclaiming the gospel? That's how we can tell that we're beginning to, we have these riches, these wealth, and we're building our life off that new foundation. But for a lot of us, we may have found it, but it's going to be a process to really understand the, the richness of our relationship with God. We need the gift of faith, and our faith can grow. The more we have faith, the more we're able to see with a true lens, right, the wealth of our relationship with God, how he alone satisfies. And the more that faith grows, again, the more we're going to uh, move our life and priorities to be centered off that relationship with God. For others, we are not seeking after, after the kingdom of heaven because some of us believe that, well, we're content where we are. Some might say, you're really going to tell me that if I give up, you know, going to parties or give up uh, whatever life of licentiousness, um, that I'm going to be happier uh, doing that and going to church. But the thing is, again, what the parable tells us, right, this person is seeking after treasure. Who knows what treasure they were initially seeking for, what they were looking for. But when they found the kingdom of heaven, immediately everything paled in comparison to it. God alone is the one who satisfies, again, those deepest desires, right? And so maybe, and I think some of us too, if we're honest with ourselves, the moments in which we um, might fall into the temptation or we remember the times we were living for ourselves, to seeking to do everything that we wanted, maybe have and attain everything we wanted, if we're honest, we might realize that in the back of our head there's a voice that says that even though we have it, it reminds us that we're not truly happy. That, yes, we're seeking after things that are exciting, but after it goes, there's an emptiness that's left. 
you are still bored. And we try to suppress that, and we go after again what we know, what, yeah, this, this before made me really happy, excited, I'm, I'm going to go for it again. But again, if we allow ourselves to really be honest, know that these things won't satisfy because they can't last. That's where the invitation of our Lord comes in. Seek after the kingdom of heaven. Seek after a relationship with Jesus. Right? Because when you find him in joy, you'll be willing to give up everything, sell everything to obtain that field, to obtain that new life, to have that relationship with our Lord Jesus.